Hello, Warriors. How are you guys doing this evening? Tonight is Thursday, January the 27th, uh, or is it the 28th? I think it's the 28th. Um, yeah, I think it's January the 28th, and tomorrow is the 29th, because the 30th is on Saturday, and the 1st of February February is on Sunday. I can't believe we're in February already. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> my uh, guest tonight, guys, are my admins from my um, from my Horror Movie Warriors group page, which I will be telling you guys about at the end of the podcast. So stay tuned for that. Um, but my guests tonight are Matt Latz. Hello, everybody. I'm back. And Miss Ingrid Hubert, who you guys know from last Thursday and the Thursday before that. And Friday before that. <laughs> Hello, Deadheads. I am one of the punks, but I want you guys to get on here. Yes. <laughs> yes, I I have been looking for more guests, guys. I, I have. Uh, I the, the, the group is growing even more, though. I have 534 members. That is, that is so awesome. I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, I, I'll get some new guests between, be, you know, between now and especially um, my uh, 100th episode. And I will yeah. tell you guys more about that at the end of the podcast. Uh, but tonight we are discussing Cursed, uh, which was directed by Wes Craven. And stars uh, Joshua Jackson and Christina Ritchie and Jesse Eisenberg and Maya, yes, the singer Maya. And uh, uh, who am I missing? Um, oh, Michael Rosenbaum and Judy Greer. So we they had kind of like an all star cast for Kurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, and I, I know it had a lot of production problems. It didn't end up being the oh, yeah. film that it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Um, and and as a result, as a result of that, Matt, a lot of people didn't like Curse. It was, you know, to them, it was either boring or silly and everything. It wasn't boring to me at all. It was silly, but I think it was meant to be silly. I thought it was I meant enjoy, to be silly. I enjoy a silly horror movie, as we all know. So, right. uh, so I, you know, I'm a fan. I think it's a good, I think it's a fun movie. I enjoy it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it, too. I think it's Yeah. They they weren't mediocre at all. The actors, to me, acted very well. I thought they did very well with what they were given, and they, you could tell they looked like they were having a, a blast doing it. So I yes. was down for it. Yes, and I mean, I like I, and to be honest, I do have to be honest for it to be a Wes Craven film and uh, written by Kevin Williamson. You know, after Scream. 
you, you kind of go like, really? This is what you, I mean, after Scream, you want it to be be uh, better than what it yeah. was. It, it should have been better than what it was. I was more like that with his, I, I probably was his next film after the Scream series or after Scream uh, was uh, Wes Craven's Day. Oh, I have not seen that one, but I heard that it was bad. It's yeah, it's it's pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy it. I saw it in theaters. I remember being very disappointed. So, wow, well, yeah, yeah, I am going to have to. I am going to have to maybe not buy the DVD, but maybe watch it on YouTube or something. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find it for you. We'll, we'll find a way you can watch it. Uh, yeah, because yeah. I did hear that they was kind of bad. Yeah, I heard that. But I just, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But moving on. Yeah. <laughs> Could have been, been a terrible movie, but I think they salvaged what they had and got a pretty good cast together and had some fun with it and turned it around. I think it's a funny movie. Yeah, maybe it wasn't intended to be funny, but I thought I it thought it good. was. Yeah, which is you know, uh, some movies you can tell that they were not intending for it to be funny. But well, this one, I think, I think that so. the original intention was not for it to be funny. But when they had to kind of scrap the original ideas and go in a different direction, yeah, then they then they turned it to that. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Well, that's kind of like um, Wes Craven's older movie, um, Vampire in Brooklyn. Vampire in Brooklyn was not a really good film either (laughs) for it to be Wes Craven. But and um, but you know what? Uh, I read um, that um, Eddie Murphy wanted it to be uh, a really scary movie. He wanted it to be, and, and um, I th- think um, me and Bryant, we discussed uh, Vampire Brooklyn last February. And um, and we were um, discussing this very thing. Um, Eddie Murphy wanted the movie to be scary, but Wes Craven wanted it to be funny. So they kind of, you know, I guess they couldn't reach a compromise or something. Gotcha. Because I, um, even though, you know, I don't know, it it just didn't appeal to me. I didn't, I, I, you know, when you watch vampire movies, you know, I thought, okay, to me it came off as trying to be kind of like Fright Night, but missed the mark completely. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I feel like they were trying to capitalize on Fright Night and then also mm-hmm. on like maybe Blackula and the exploitation yes. films from mm-hmm. the 70s, and it just wasn't a very good combination. It, it, it missed the mark, yeah, completely. And uh, and I kind of feel like that about Curse, too, although. Exactly. Although, I, I, the only thing I don't um, think is, I don't think it missed the mark, per se. I just think right. that a, it didn't reach a lot of people the way it could have, had it been what it was before. They oh, yeah. It definitely suffers. 
Mm-hmm. From, you know, it definitely could have been a better movie, but I think for what they ended up with, it really wasn't all that terrible. And I, no, I no it wasn't terrible, it. but yeah. it could have been better. It wasn't terrible, but it could have been better. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely it did. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's not to say that the movie isn't, you know, good. It's just not great. You know, right. it's not, it, you know, it's not a great horror movie by any means. But, but I tell you what, if you put it on and, and you know, at a party or something, I'm going to sit down and watch it. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean... It's entertaining enough to where I won't get bored with it. I'm telling so, you what, you know, it's a heck of a lot better than Dracula and Assistant. And I said that a lot last week. There you go. <laughs> I think we'll never get over that movie. Right? No. No, no, no. Ooh, that was one of the worst movies I have. I think I've... I've <laughs> I, that's one of the worst movies that I think, think I have discuss, discussed on my podcast. And that was just a lot. I think you have yet to see a lot of movies that will really make you turn your head. <laughs> uh, oh. All right. Okay. I'm going to keep us on track tonight. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, well, we've talked about our feelings for a curse. Now, let's get into some questions. Who was your favorite character in Curse? Uh, Matt, we'll come to you first. Who was God your favorite character? Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I absolutely love when an actor portrays like a exaggerated version of themselves <laughs> right. in a work of fiction. Um, there was a show that was on years ago uh, with Kristen uh, Ritter called Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 20B or whatever it was. Yes. And yeah, and uh, and James Vanderbeek mm-hmm. played this yeah, like yeah. this like over exaggerated version of himself. And yeah. I love it when an actor has that much like self confidence to be able to show up and lampoon themselves in a movie right. or a television show. Yeah, and not take themselves so seriously. Yes. And Scott Bayo, you know, grew I grew up with like Charles in charge and, you know, oh, oh Scott Bayo, you know. But, oh, yeah. uh, but I thought he was hilarious. I thought he was one of the funniest characters in the movie. He was like, what? <laughs> yes. Do you know who I am? Yes. So for me, it was Scott Bayo. <laughs> and Miss Ingrid, who, who is your favorite character? Well, I'm going to say, I'm, I, it, this one is simple for me. I like her. Um, reason being that she was, she was always, uh, I believe that she always liked uh, Jimmy. Yeah. And, um, and so for the dog, Zipper, she always was finding Zipper. Back to my 
were on uh, Hollywood Boulevard. And yeah. Walk of Stars. He was talking about him being he always kind of uh, calms him, soothes him, you know, he likes her, he likes, you know. Yeah. And, uh, he, I mean, she was just sweet. Just a real yeah, she was a really sweet girl. That's why I had her as my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I mean. She was a good character, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I having to put up with a brother like oh, but uh, uh, it, 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 it's just wonderful when you can see somebody that loves somebody in that sense, you know, that really cares for the person. Yeah, because she really did. Uh, you could tell that she cared about him. You know, she told she would tell him. She said. Just ignore him, Jimmy. You know the the guy right. who is always teasing him and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was weird because she wasn't a main character by any means, but she had the most impact on me. <laughs> me too. For me too. Oh, I really like her. First human. Mm. Right. I like her. She's a good character. Yeah. And a good actress too. I, I I'm not sure what her name is. I'm gonna have to oh, her. I'm gonna have to look up. But um, but yeah, I really liked her. Uh, Christina Anna Powell. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Well, who was your least favorite character, Miss Ingrid? We'll come to you for this one. Who is your least uh, favorite character in Cursed? My least. Favorite character in this was Joni, Joanna. I did not like her at all. <laughs> Very condescending. Um, he killed the girl that had anything to say. Um, she, um, she was just an awful person. Lady. She was bigger, bigger and better than everybody else. Uh, you know, you know. I, I, I don't know. I just don't like her. <laughs> I, 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 it, it's words for me for her. It's, it's, she's more than I, I. I'll say whatever the, the werewolf turned out to be. You know, right there when. I definitely understand. Yeah. And Matt, what about you? Who was your least favorite character? I actually want to hear yours before I tell you mine. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Joni did get on my nerves. Uh, before we found out that she was a werewolf. 
And of course, guys, this is a spoiler podcast. You know, I do mention it on my podcast from time to time that this is a podcast with spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie. If you haven't seen some of these movies, some of these movies we talk about are years and years old. So get on the ball, people. Yes. I'm going to need you to do that. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, Joni uh, got on my nerves before we found out that she was a werewolf. However, I did not like Maya's character, Jenny. Oh, yeah. I just thought that she was so oh, not needed. Yeah. She was, she was not needed at all. I just... No, you're right. But I I mean, I love Maya. I love her as a singer. Uh, And uh, oh, she's done a quite a well, a couple of acting jobs. She did um, Chicago. She was great Uh in that. And then this movie. These are the only two movies I know her from. But uh, I know that she's been in. So I can't really, uh, I can't really judge her acting based on those two because. She wasn't really in them all that much. And with Chicago, she was dancing, which is what she does anyway. She does that right. best. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, there was one more thing that she was in. Dirty Dancing, Havana Nights. She was I in that. Yeah. that. She was a singer. Who actually sat down and watched that movie? I did. <laughs> I, did. I saw it at the theater. Thank you very much. It was only because, you know, it was dirty dancing and leave me alone, Matt. <laughs> okay, so that's my who was your least favorite? Ellie. Oh uh, yeah. I almost put her. I almost put her. <laughs> Well, okay, and here's my reasoning behind it, and I love. I almost not get me wrong, Christina Ricci is one of my. Yes, she is. She's one of my. Yes, she was one of my favorites. But I almost put her too. But (laughs) she was. She was. It just took her so long of this being powerless that she just. That is just not in Christina Ricci's range. Like I didn't believe it through most of it. She just does not really pull. She did not pull the vulnerability off for that character that it needed to have. Yeah, I. It, it, I don't know. It just it, it just come off came off very forced and uh and and wooden in places and it wasn't until the last half of the movie that I actually even started enjoying her character. She was just kind of whiny and and you know she was. Uh, she was more whiny than Jesse Eisenberg's character was supposed yeah. to be. And they and they both kind of got on my nerves as the main characters. Yeah. But um but it's okay because you know you can't win them all. No, you um, can't. No, but yeah, she was, and, and it, it is not no fault to Christina Ricci. Like I said, these actors did great with what they had. It was not right. written well. It was it was not written very well. Um, and I don't like. And that's why I say, uh, you know, Kevin, for this to be uh, uh, was Craven and Kevin Williamson, you know, yeah. team up. You know, after Scream, you, I mean, 
you kind of expect something that blows your mind. Well, you know? it's she and Jesse Eisenberg were not believable as siblings, really. Yeah. And she just, you know, I don't know. It was like she was acting in a different movie, perhaps. Well, you, you know what? I, because uh, I, I, I always do this. I always go to the IMDb. Um, I see, I, I read the, um, the, uh, the comments, you know, the, yeah, the, you know, uh, the critiques, um, and, um, like this one person said, he said, uh, I don't know if it was a he or she, but they said that, um, it was miscast. The casting was not good. Who, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I read that. Matter of fact, I think I have that as one of my fun facts. I, 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 I'm pretty sure I wrote that down. But yes, it always was supposed to be in it. And yeah, they, but this person was right. It was miscast. Like, I mean, uh, look at the Jake character. I mean, really, you really want me to believe that all of these women are chasing Pacey? That's exactly what Brian said. Brian said that same thing. I kid you not. He said, I do not believe I, I do not believe him as a villain. I just don't. I, not even just as a villain, as a heartthrob. He's a good looking dude, <laughs> but I don't think I don't think he's got women dropping at every freaking not I mean not not so obsessed over him to kill other women like Right, now. yeah. Like Maybe if it was Scott Mayo. <laughs> right, right. And that would no, that would have been a good twist. That would have been a great yeah, twist. That would have been a I was, great I was twist. hoping that it would be Scott Mayo, but no. Scott Mayo was just a creep. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you know, if they'd have just made it Scott Mayo's character as the, you know, I think that would have been hilarious. That would have been awesome. If you guys are listening out there, we need a we need an alternate scene shot with Scott Bayo. <laughs> it's not too late for them to shoot it again. They can go ahead and get them. Yeah. <laughs> All I need right. This in my life. <laughs> All right. So, what was your favorite scene, guys? Matt, I'll start with you this time. What was your favorite scene in Curse? The wrestling scene, because it has my favorite line in the whole movie. The best thing about fairies is that we can fly. fly. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was awesome. I, I love, you know, as a gay man watching that, that scene and watching <laughs> somebody deal with, with someone bullying them about being gay. Right. I, I live for that scene. I, I know you do. The best scene in the whole movie for me. It's it's such a good come up and and then the twist on that when he's like, you know, when he comes when the bully comes out, it's like ah and it, it uh-huh. yeah. Well but you kind of expected that though. I, I mean Sue he, he was just going too hard on that poor poor guy. So I, I said to myself that he's probably gay. 
usually when you're dealing with that level of homophobia, that can be the case. And, you know, so yeah, it's, it's expected, but you know, it's just such a great scene. It, it just shows off Jesse Eisenberg's uh, acting chops because like he goes from that, you know, that awkwardness that he always does to that, like this, this extreme confidence in that moment. And it's, it's a really good scene. It's very well, it's very well acted. Yes, it is. Yeah. And Miss Ingrid, what's your favorite scene? I loved it when Jimmy and all the dogs were outside of the window. We were all barking and we were kind of coming to set up. Get that alpha dog. Oh, Yes, me and Brian saw that scene, and Brian started cracking up laughing. He was like, he, he was like, man, that they was like, okay, okay, you're the king, you're the king. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, he's like, you're the big dog. <laughs> Like we're not worthy. I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't really pinpoint um, 
a favorite scene. But mm-hmm. but they got right what the movie got right was the suspense. Yeah. And right. there were lots of red herrings. You know, mm-hmm. there was lots of red herrings. Like uh for like Scott Bale. You know, it, and uh, it would have, I'm telling you, it would have been a great twist if you would have been a werewolf. But, it really would have been. But right. the suspense is what they got right. I, I, you didn't know who was the werewolf. You, I mean, right. you kind right. of got a sense of who it was um, when Joshua Jackson, you know, showed his hand, you know, you, you kind of got a sense of, okay, he's a werewolf, you know. But then, yeah. But then you find out that there's another werewolf, mm-hmm. but we just don't know who. And that brings us to my little runner-up favorite scene, where she gets discovered and then turns into the werewolf, flips everybody off, and runs, <laughs> off, and runs off into the rafters. Yeah. <laughs> and. and when Christina reads, she goes, and she has fat thighs. And she's like, you yeah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what it is, a bony ass. Bony ass. And bad skin. Yeah, bad skin. <laughs> yeah, bitch. That's a great, that's a really funny scene. And that's, I love me some Judy Greer in that moment. <laughs> okay, so what's everybody's least favorite scene? Can I please go first? Yes, go for it. The scene scene that Matt just spoke about. You don't like that that scene? And I will tell you why. Because, I mean, and I I love werewolf movies. And never have I ever seen a werewolf do that. (laughs) And and, and the werewolves look terrible in this film. (laughs) Yes, they did. You could tell that that was CGI. And I was like, oh oh my gosh, you guys are, you guys couldn't do any better than that, really? Yeah, it just didn't look good, but it was, I think it's because of how ridiculous it looks is why I like that scene. It it just (laughs) looks absolutely ridiculous, but it's funny. It's funny to me, I, you know. I mean, but if you love it, then it's done its job. Exactly. It has done its job. If you I mean, it. It, may, it may not have been intended for that purpose, but it made me laugh. So, <laughs> so yeah, there you go. So, yeah, always look for the positive. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, okay. So, Matt, what was your least favorite scene? Um, Probably, like, the whole parking garage thing with my, uh, um, Mm-hmm. Like you said with her character earlier, it wasn't really needed. Mm-hmm. She, we could have had her out of the movie and done some character development mm-hmm. that would have uh, that would have sufficed a little bit better. And and the ending, I felt lacked some a lot, uh, like the big showdown at the end. Yeah. I, I wanted to see more of the museum and like like I really wanted to see more of like being attacked in the different exhibits and stuff. That would have been so cool. Oh yeah. Um, you, well you have a set piece like like this, you know 
Hollywood Museum, you really need to use it better. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's you such know, a they great really need to utilize everything movie. better because, you know, they have that, uh, the theater in the beginning of the movie. And they didn't really utilize that real good either. Exactly. You know, you really got to use what you got and really make it creative because, yeah, we've all seen movies that take place in like museums and stuff and are scary and stuff, but find a way to make it new and fresh. Um, and I, I would have loved to have seen more of the exhibits in that museum and seeing like, you know, them being chased through the different exhibits and stuff. That would have been, that really cool. been good. That would have been good. I'm putting my bid in now. I don't. I don't know if you've done waxwork on your show yet, but if you haven't, I'm putting my bid in now when you do. All right. You say waxwork. Waxwork is one of the one of my favorite hand down horror movies. Mine too. That is a great horror movie. Sorry, moving on. Uh sorry to change the subject. It just that whole museum (laughs) thing put me in that mind frame of waxwork. It did. Yeah. Yeah. It made me think of waxwork, which is which uses that same kind of set piece in a brilliant way. Yes, they really utilized what they had there. Yes. Yeah, like you said, with the movie, with all the props and everything that they had, they could have made a lot more. Yeah. Just as much of a character as Norman. Stu's house from Scream. Oh, yeah. The the house from Amityville Horror. You can take one look at these places and know exactly what movie franchise they're Mm -hmm. from. You know, and, and, and they invoke a feeling in you of how you feel about that movie franchise. Um, you're not going to get me by showing me a museum, you know, of stuff. And then not using it, like really use that kind of you know right. stuff. They you have, have so to. many good locations being in Hollywood, and it just—it was a missed opportunity. I feel like this movie is a bundle of missed opportunities. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And okay. Well, whose whose kill was your favorite? What was your favorite kill? And uh, Miss Ingrid, we'll start with you on this one. What was your favorite kill? I think you kind of already told us. <laughs> I, I think the only real good creative kill that I liked was during the movie. I mean, they had, well, if I go back and say Joanne, when she got shot, 
you know, to make sure that her head was separated from us hard. Right. So I, I could say that, you know, but um, and, and, and creatively, you know, I could say it, it could have been done up a lot better than what it was. Playing around with the characters before you get to that point of killing the villain, you know, more of what you know they had to go through in order to get him, you know, to break the curse, you know. So, you know, I, I, I like I said, moving wasn't all really that well put together. Uh, and it's not provoked 
and thinks no evil. And uh, I also wrote, Joni didn't love Jake at all. She was just jealous of all the other girls in his life, which is not godly at all. So that's how I kind of, um, that's how it pertains to the Bible for me. So how did it pertain to the Bible for you guys, uh, if it did at all? And uh, Matt, we'll start start with you because you always have some of the best answers for this. Well, you are, yeah. Well, you know me. I'm always gonna like think of the obvious route and then try to try to find something in the deeper meaning. And mm-hmm. what I got mostly from this one is like a whole judge not yet lest ye be judged kind of vibe, um, because they spend so much of the beginning of the movie trying to like blend in and be normal. And then when, you know, the smallest thing starts changing, there's all this judgment from every other character in the movie. And, um, and it's not until they embrace, you know, the changes and stuff and like stop thinking about how it's affecting everyone else Mm -hmm. that like, you know, things start, changing in a positive way for them so for me it's it's the whole like being judgy and um you know we're not supposed to we're you know we're not supposed to judge each other we're supposed to love each other you know we don't have to love the sin but we do have to love the center right exactly Uh, i understand that i kind of that's kind of where i took it um i could have gone the jealousy route um but I think on the deeper level of it, because there's all the homophobia, uh, you know, and everybody, everybody in this movie is brimming with so much self-doubt. Um, yeah, so it's, I feel like it's a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And Miss Ingrid, how about you, you? How do you feel about the uh, Bible uh, pertaining, or this movie pertaining to the Bible? The Bible connection. Yes. <laughs> well, let's see. I feel well. It, to me, it feels as if, like you said, Matt, the judgmental part, but there was also coveting. Yeah, coveting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you 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 want something that somebody else has. Oh yeah. Then you you want to make sure that you take that away from somebody, from anybody or everybody or whatever. So me it was more so about puzzling. Yeah. Yeah. I can uh, see that. Me too. uh, um, You know, having something that you most likely should not be having. Yeah, it is. Uh, covet covetousness is 
part of the Ten Commandments. Oh, amen. I agree with both of you. <laughs> I do. Well, um, I, I don't have any more questions, guys, but I do have five fun facts. Uh, let's see. Uh, the first fun fact is, uh, and we have actually, uh, we've discussed this. Uh, when the production was stalled, many cast members were cut, including Eliana Douglas, Heather Lingenkamp, Scott Foley, Omar Epps, Robert Forster, James Brolin, and Corey Feldman. All of these actors even filmed their scenes, which were cut when the movie was rewritten and reshot. Okay. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about this for a minute. Because I think out of all of those actors, I would have loved to have seen Heather Camp, Omar Epps, mm-hmm. and Corey Feldman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Skeet Ulrich. Oh, yes, yeah. and Skeet Ulrich. I, I would have loved to see all of them. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, yeah. I mean, especially if they were written in a, in a smart way. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry, but Maya just was not written in a smart way. I, I mean, because she comes oh, off as, yeah. uh, like you said, that they wanted to kill her off because, I mean, she, I mean, <laughs> she, okay, her friend liked Jake, but mm-hmm. it seemed like she liked Jake too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember when she said, watch this movie, Yes. Yep. And I and I just wouldn't feel. I mean, that alone, I'm like, okay, why did they put this girl? If they wanted the love triangle, that I mean, doesn't one third of the triangle have to be alive? I mean, right. <laughs> I mean, the, a girl wasn't even there anymore, and I refuse to believe that she didn't see the newscast that that was playing that morning that said the girl was dead. Right. So, <laughs> and which I could never understand why the Jenny leaves and then Becky couldn't find that was weird too because she wasn't really, I mean, she did, wasn't that far ahead of her, so yeah, that, that was weird too. <laughs> so, um, my fun fact number two is, um Plagued by production problems, as we've been mentioning, and script issues, this film's release was delayed for over a a year. So even though it was 2005 when it came out, it was supposed to come out in 2004. Yeah. Uh, Over half of the movie had to be reshot, with many cast members being replaced due to scheduling conflicts. So, uh, and my fun fact number three is Skeet Ulrich. Uh, Skeet Ulrich originally had a role as the third lead, Christina Ritchie, uh, Christina Ritchie's love interest. However, when the filming, when the film was rescripted and preparing to reshoot, 
he was unsatisfied with his character changes and chose to drop out of the film. And his character was ran out altogether. Okay, and get this, Matt, okay? This is my fun fact number four. It took three days to shoot the werewolf chase scene with Maya. Three days. What? Three days. It makes you wonder why. And and this is what you ended up with? (laughs) Ah, man. That is ridiculous, man. That that, that is so Wow. And my fun number five is, uh, I I only did this because, um, (laughs) I only put this because um, I'm, I'm doing the movie in April. Um, prior to Cursed, Joshua Jackson and Michael Rosenbaum both co-starred as friends in the horror movie Urban Legend. That is true. And I am uh, actually doing Urban Legend in April uh, of this year, April 9th to be exact. So I'm doing that one with you, aren't I? Uh, no. No. Oh, I thought... No, you... I thought I was. You know, you know, I think so. maybe you are, or I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to look it up. It's in my, if you are, it will be in my calendar. I know yeah. that Dilla is in it, uh, and uh, Kelly Dunsmore, and um, oh my gosh, a new, a a, a new person, a new person is yeah. in it too. Uh, Krista Wagner, but I'm not sure if I'm not sure if you're the fourth one or not. That I'm gonna have to look that up. It's all good. I feel like I, I feel like I am, but I could, you know, if I'm not, it's, it's all good. I'm on plenty coming up. Yes, you but, are. You're on um, Mary Jane one. Oh, baby Jane. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. I can't wait for that one either. I cannot wait. I can't wait to get the DVD. I, I have uh, I have not really seen the movie. Uh, well, no, no, you know, I take that back. I, I saw it on um, the Turner movie classic. Classic movies, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. It's Betty Davis at her finest. It is. It is. And, and, I mean, it's so, that movie is so iconic that they made a a FX series on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't get more iconic than that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and Joan, I mean, Joan, uh, what was her name? Joan, um, Joan, uh, Joan Crawford. Yes, Joan Crawford, and uh, yeah. Betty Davis. I'm sorry, but uh, uh, Joan Crawford scared the heck out of me, and she still scares the heck out of me, and she's not even alive anymore. Actually, I think it's Faye Dunaway that scares the crap out of me because she played the scariest Joan Crawford in the world. Yes, she did. As a matter of fact, I'm considering putting Mommy Dearest on my schedule for next year because that woman movie. did so good at being so scary. 
Yes. Yes, she did. Maybe, maybe, maybe you might consider releasing that well, that that was a that that was a uh, just a joke because I don't think it was a horror movie. But oh, it's pretty, it's pretty. It is pretty up there. It is pretty up there. She, I mean, she got scary. I am on Urban Legend, April sixteenth. Oh, okay, okay. I just couldn't. I could not remember. Yep. I could not remember, but yay. <laughs> but but yes. Uh, oh well. Now we move on to the cast and crew that has died. And let's see, the cast and crew that passed on. Well, actually, there were only two. And of course, out of the two was Craven, uh, who was the director. Who I have, I have talked about his. Uh, movies many, many times. As a matter of fact, Scream 2 was just, what, two weeks ago, Matt? Yeah. Um, and, um, of course, uh, we all know that he passed August 30th, 2015. He died of a brain tumor, and he was 76 years old. Now, you know, he didn't tell anybody that he was sick. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm wondering if he was sick when he when he directed this or when he, uh, you know, when things were going down, because you know, I'm, I'm saying, because, and, and no disrespect, no disrespect whatsoever to Wes Craven. I love Wes Craven. I kind of feel cheated not being able to shake his hand at the Texas Shimer Weekend. But I'm just saying for this, I mean, I mean, come on. Guys, he directed some great movies, and for this, you know, for this to not be up to his standard, you know, I'm wondering if he was, you know, sick while he yeah. while this was being made. You know, it, it's just something that you wonder, you know, knowing that he died from a brain tumor, you know, yeah, yeah. and you know that that affects you know some you know, stuff your thought, your yeah your thought pattern your pattern, you know yeah. everything and he never told anybody that he was sick a lot of these celebrities and directors and writers don't say when they are you know when they're sick or something I guess they don't want to disappoint their their uh, fans well, some people don't want to disappoint their fans, and uh, and then some people some people going to denial about it. But then I think some of them just don't want to disappoint their fans too. Like Chadwick Bosman, nobody knew that he was sick. He didn't tell anybody, not a soul. But that was be that wasn't because he was scared or anything like that. That was because he didn't want people think thinking that he could not do the job. Right. Because he could. Like, um, I can't remember the guy's name that played Spartacus. That played who now? Spartacus on uh, HBO. He was a Richard. Oh, I'm not. I'm not he, sure. Either way, though, he had cancer. He played in Spartacus, and nobody knew. 
she had him. Mm -hmm. And he was doing a documentary on himself while, you know, playing art. You know, and then we spoke to the down line. So, you know, I, I really do think, you know, some, some of them do that so they don't um, get their fans point of And you know how much longer are they gonna be there? Uh, right. Right. And uh, the second um, person on the list is Gary Dubin. Uh, he played police officer number one. <laughs> okay. Uh, he. He died on October 8th, 2016. And he also played in Jaws 2. All right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then we move on to my grouper's reaction, which I didn't get. Uh, all, all I got was one. And uh, it was from uh, Mike Toulon. And uh, he said <laughs> he, he loved the uh, same... Uh, 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 scene you did, Matt, the, uh, the werewolf slipping everybody off. <laughs> the werewolf giving the finger. Awesome. Yes. Yes. Well, we have come to the end of my podcast, guys. I don't have any more questions or no more fun facts or no more cast of crew that passed away and no more rubber's reactions. So we are done. But I do want to mention a few things. Um, I want to mention my email address, which um, listeners, if, if you guys want to um, email me any comments or questions, or if you guys want to know how to be a guest on my podcast, you guys can email me at carterlatrice126 at gmail.com. That is carterlatrice uh 126 at gmail.com and also you can use my uh that same email address for my paypal account you guys can uh tip me if you guys like what you hear um on any of the episodes um you guys can tip me as much as you like or as less as you like i know times have been rough uh this past year so so i um Anything that you choose to tip me is very much so appreciated. And it goes into my uh, horror movie warriors gifts. And, uh, I give out gifts in my group page and in, uh, in the um, podcast guests uh, will receive gifts as well. Uh, um, they received gifts um, last year. Uh, when I uh, when I did my first year anniversary, I gave out three gifts, and I will be giving out another three gifts to my podcast guests on my 100th episode, which is in March, and I will be letting you guys know soon which um, which movie discussion my 100th episode lands on. I I can't wait. I can't wait. So. I cannot wait. It's so exciting. It is. It is. I, oh, you know, I, I just 
I, I have to give an honor to God because he's the one who actually uh, gave me this platform to speak mm-hmm. for him. You yeah. know, right. uh, I, this is, you know, this is a Christian horror movie podcast. You know, I stayed away from that for a very long time. But uh, people have, they've kept confirming that this is a Christian podcast. And some of the people who have, who have been telling me that are atheists. <laughs> They're atheists. And they tell, they tell me, um, well, the streets, you know, you're a Christian podcast. A, a horror Christian podcast, and and I'm just like, yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> you said what? I said they're in the group, so they must like something about. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that they don't. Yeah, no, no, no. They do, do. They really do. Oh, okay. I, I'm just saying. Um, I'm just saying they have told me that, and I'm just like, wow. And that was just confirmation. You know that, uh-huh. and, um, hey, um, I mean, Matt had has confirmed it for me a few times that this is a <laughs> a Christian, yeah. you know, a Christian horror group in a Christian horror podcast. Absolutely. So it is. It is. And uh, you know, who says that those two things can't coexist? Uh, I think they're doing just fine. Yes. Yes. I mean, I mean, look at, I mean, I was watching something today. Uh, uh, um, have you guys ever seen Witchboard? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, mean, I mean, even, I mean, that right there, you know, good versus evil, you know, uh-huh. Satan versus God, you know, or I should say God versus Satan because God's going to win every time. But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, and, uh, and the exorcist, another one, good versus evil, God, Satan, the whole shebang, you know, so, so yeah, yeah, but, um, uh, that's, that's how, you know, I, that's why I just give an honor to God for the, for, that, for this. So, well, guys, tomorrow I am discussing, and, um, and for most of my listeners, they'll probably just listen to this first and then head over to your next. Uh, but I'm not doing your next until tomorrow, which will be Friday, January the um, uh, 29th. Uh, and uh, your next is uh, my guests for your next is going to be Miss Ingrid Hubert, um, uh, Christy Escu Morris, Nathan Della, and um, Kate Dun- uh, Kelly Dunsmore. I, I, I'm always messing up Kelly's name. She's going to kill me. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kelly Dunsmore is going to be uh, with us too. So um, until tomorrow night, guys. This has been Latrice Carter, Matt Latz, and uh, Ingrid Hubert. And we will talk to you guys later. Bye, guys.